Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. In today's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast, my next guest talks about the guiding light of SAGE and the way that the organization looks outside in to ensure that it consistently listens to its customers, ensuring that all of their packages work well together to allow its customers to focus on their core competencies. Sage, he says, is a very human organization. And they're very human about what they do for their customers. Whatever the way their customers want to interact with them, whether it's online, call centers, or digitally. Paul ensures that all of the packages are aligned and focused on the customer in the way that the products are designed, making it really easy and human-centered. He says that we are a human-centered organization and business, and we're supported by the technology. After all, we're a technology company. My next guest is Paul Struthers, Executive VP and Managing Director of UKINA at Sage. A proven global sales marketing consulting and general management executive, he's consistently delivered results and broken new ground and inspired teams to drive positive change in complex environments spanning software, services, telecoms, manufacturing and distribution. He says employee happiness is key to productive workforces and a sustainable business. The SAGE promise is to always provide its customers with technology insights and support to help them thrive. Paul has a proven global sales marketing consulting general management um, background and who consistently delivers results breaking new ground and inspiring teams to drive positive change in complex environments, spanning software, services, telecoms, consulting and distribution. He has a 20-year track record of outperforming personal and business unit objectives internationally, private and public companies. But today we're talking about his role in SAGE. So welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Paul Struthers. It's great to have you on the the show. Um, What's it like living in London? What's your first kind of impression? I know you've you've worked on the road, uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is unique and different about the character of London? Because I know you know Canada is where you, yep. you know, were yeah. born, and you've you've worked around the world. So, tell us about London. Well, I'm originally from the Toronto area of Canada, for uh, yeah, Toronto, Ontario, province of Ontario. 
London, London is one of my favorite cities, so for me to have the opportunity to work and, and get uh, integrated with the culture here has been fantastic. It's been a, a dream of mine probably for a couple of decades. And what I love about it is, I actually read a book once by uh, Edward Rutherford, I believe it is called London, it does this. It's a historical fiction, it goes, takes a historical family tree back to BC over 2,000 years ago and, and plots the the journey of London has just always been a very international place right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, a center of commerce for world trade being back to you know, Vikings and everything <laughs> else, right? So the fact that it's so international and so multicultural and literally I love just walking cities and exploring cities and I do that with my family and uh, you can go walking in London and just kind of get lost in the walk and just see where, see where it takes you. You discover a little village, you discover some 500-year-old um, historical site and it's just it's just got so much character and I find a lot of people think from the rest of the UK people are a little more terse or something down in London but even as a Canadian who have a stereotypical reputation of being quite nice I find everyone here fantastic so really very, very helpful yeah very accommodating you know I seem to generally be interested in what's going on with you and, and helping out so uh, yeah, myself and my family just uh, loving the experience here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Working so, on my accent too. Not quite, uh, not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure when I'm in America with with my family that my English accent really comes out. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the ticket to pass, really. It so is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So working um, uh, in Sage. How have you found the uh, your experience? You came in during lockdown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the economy has ebbed and flowed. We've had quite a few challenges. But also, prior to, to lockdown, there was a, quite a, a bit of competition between the accounting package, packages. Zero was doing really well and uh, nibbling at Sage's heels. So how have things from a competitive environment how has that evolved and changed in the way that you see it? What are the real strengths? What are you beating them on? Who else are the competitors? Great, well, lots and lots of that <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really after your perspective yeah. on all of this. Yeah. Look, the, it's particularly in, our, in uh, our small business customers in that market, it's a very hyper-competitive market with uh, the various players that are, that are out there all going for the same customers and trying to keep the same customers. But I think what I'm very proud of being part of SAVE is we have continued, we take a lot of our investment company when, when we are doing business, we reinvest a lot of making sure our solutions are really working for our customers. We're out there constantly listening to what customers need. And we've done a lot of great work in our SAVE accounting, our HR packages, our payroll packages, make sure we're all working very seamlessly together that people can participate in services that are out in the cloud across all the solutions that they need to manage all the aspects of their business. And we're here to make it, if you start a bakery or something, for example, or you start a sports sports clothing store, pick, pick whatever small business you might need, you've done that because you have a passion to be an entrepreneur or get into that line of business. And that you know, we want to be able to provide you the business management solutions that allow you to focus on your core competency, not have to worry about do the numbers all add up, am I compliant, are my people getting paid, are they getting paid on time? Now back to the competitive part of that, we are always putting the customer in the center of everything we do. So where I believe we do stand out from the competition is that customer-centric approach, but also doing it in a very human way. So the reason I'm still here after what I'm saved after six years is we are very human about everything we do. So all the people 
uh, having the UK, Ireland, Africa, Middle East, and Asia, Asia, Australia in my remit. I mean, everybody is so passionate about making sure our customers are successful. So we were talking earlier, if you call it to our customer support team, then we hope you have a fantastic experience and they will genuinely go out of their way to make sure that you're served. We also want to make sure that if you prefer to interact with us digitally, you have a great digital experience, whether it's on .com or through apps or through chat, etc. So we always just want to make sure that you're being taken care of the best way possible. And a great example, actually, was with our customer support team up in Newcastle last week. And it's pay your payroll, payroll year end. March, so this is typically one of our busiest times of the year. We get a huge surge in volume as people don't call in the questions about closing the books for the financial for the tax year. And uh, we've actually had customers that call us back to, to thank the team for the, the service they provide them. So the team really prides itself on making sure they, you know, all the ins and outs of, of how those, the products work, what's going on with the regulatory environment, so that we're best positioned to help customers. And that is what I believe makes us stand out, stand out from any competitor out there. And it's the same approach we take to our, our mid-market customers, just making sure that from the time you first are exploring what solutions you might need in financial packages or HR payroll, all of it, uh, all the way through your buying experience. And then what we, just as importantly, after you put the product in, after you need to use it ongoing in your business, we want to be there with you for, for the whole journey and uh, ideally have you as a customer for life. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, you know, I have experienced that. I'm a, a Sage uh, user and the customer experience. I mean, some of you may have seen the promo that I've, I've done for Sage. The customer experience is second to none. And, you know, there's a lot of businesses that that do not have um, bookkeepers, that they don't need bookkeepers. But if you've got someone in your back pocket like Sage that you can ring up and you've got a problem at 10 o'clock at night, that's me, and you need it resolving, um, it's great. Your team is absolutely incredible. I don't think you shout enough about that and how important that is. And this is, you know, they're, they're almost like your, your sales team. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about the customer experience and, and how good it is and the customer service support. Um, and, you know, that's the thing that I will lead with. Uh, you know, the accounting is, I'm sorry, but it's, you know, it's not the most sexiest of, of right. subjects and we all need to do it in the... But H- it's a must-have. It's it? a must-have. Yeah. It's a must-have. And HMRC, um, uh, during lockdown, my experience was during lockdown, HMRC was absolutely brilliant. But their website now is so overlaid with complication and it takes an hour and a half to, to get through. It's really nice if you can say, hang on, I wonder if, you know, Sage would know. They're not giving you advice, but it's like, how do I do this? Where do I find it? It's great to actually um, know that you've got that in your back pocket. So I, I do love that. Great to hear. Sounds like we need to show from the rooftops more. Though. You do. I think you do. I think it makes, you know, if you think of the banking sector, they still haven't gotten over the, you know, the... They're, they're closing some of their branches. Um, they're, not, they're so far removed from, from their customers. They're not giving a great service at, at all. And, you know, if you can be one of those organizations that really puts the customer first and really invests in great customer service, then really you should be sh- uh, chatting about it much more. You talked about customer centricity and how important that is to you. How does that work within the, the business? How does that play out within the business? business with all the various departments? That's a great question. So we have you know, we have strategic imperatives that we work under and you know what is the, the guiding light for SAGE and it really is about those stakeholders that we serve. First and foremost are our customers, obviously our colleagues and shareholders as well, but 
our customers and making sure that, as I mentioned before, in everything that we're doing, we put that customer in the middle. So there's, there's, there's the age-old expression, always have the customer in the room with you when you're, when you're thinking through your strategies and how to do things. So from the way that we design the product, from the way that we want our customers to make it easy for them to experience the product, for when they're searching for a solution that they need, it has to be easy for them to find. If it's a product that requires any kind of implementation work, that that implementation very much takes their requirements into account, that you know, we're there for them to support them when they need us. And again, like I said, when, I, when I'm very focused on being a human-centered business, but supported, we are a technology business as well, but supported by all the technology tools. But just because you might be experiencing Sage through technology, whether it's in the product or online, it can still be a human-feeling experience. We want to bring that human quality to Sage to everything that we do. So I can attest to when we are doing our strategy and doing our product design and doing our experiential design for all of our stakeholders, customers in particular, that you put their experience in the center of it all. And not just in a homogenous fashion, um, people are, customers are a bit different across whatever business verticals they may work in. So are you dealing with, so we have a, a lot of customer segmentation work we've done as well to make sure we really understand who our customers are. So you've got those that are more dynamic investors who are going out and looking for the business, those that are you know, a little more risk averse and want to you know, be more careful about things. You've got, uh, you know, whether I'm in construction or if I'm in finance or I'm in professional services, uh, et cetera, all have different needs. So what pers persona are you talking to? And I think what could be a mistake sometimes in product businesses is just flogging your product, mm. but we want to be looking outside in and really understand understand our customer. We're here to help you solve your, your business pains, your needs, and every part of the journey should map back against that. So if, again, you are a professional services company, what are the things that are really preventing you from running the business the best way you want to regrow your business and making sure we get you in the right solution? Other solutions we have that we're really focused around the kind of financial services, HR, payroll, all the digital services, compliance, and payments, and so wrap around it and make sure that that solution comes to bear to solve your business pains and then make sure that we are communicating with you throughout the journey, even long after you purchase the product, to make sure it's still giving you ROI that you want. So I said a lot, yeah. but I hope that gives you an idea. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Very much put the customer in the center yeah. of everything we're doing. So I often find with large organizations, they have, a, you know, they, they talk about the customer, but, you know, when you're, you know, whether it's the, your interaction with different people in the department, whether it's, you know, the, the um, receptionist, whoever it might be, they're often... The language that they use and the, uh, the, the processes are very big company processes. And when, you, when they um, ask you to do things, then it's often using those big company processes, but they're asking uh, small companies <laughs> to right. do this. And HMRC have mentioned that they make that mistake, but lots of large companies do. So often in the language that they use, the expectations that they have, uh, we, we certainly know we've got a, a, a problem in the 30-day payment terms, large companies take that to 120. How do you make sure that everyone in the organization thinks like their customer, thinks, you know, as a small customer, thinks very entrepreneurial, um, doesn't have expectations because they're in an environment of a large company group think? How do you actually convey that to the individuals within the organization? That's a great question. A lot of it's through... Um you know, communicating through our, our values and behaviors. So I keep mentioning we have four of them. So human, 
trusting and trusting our colleagues to deliver that experience, being bold in our, th in our thinking, um, to try to keep changing things forward, customer experience, and to uh, simplify it as best as possible. So you're right, if you become part of a larger corporate or a PLC that's a global company, uh, it can often happen over decades that a lot of bureaucratic processes, red tape and things kind of spring up. You never want to pass that on to your customer. We've all been in those situations. We get super frustrated by how difficult the journey can be. So it's a matter of communicating to our colleagues that those underpinning values are really how we want to present ourselves to the outside market and think about our customers. So again, back to my point of um, think about the experience our customers are having when we're putting these processes in place. So if I am going online on .com to, to find a product, is it very easy to find what I need based on who I am? Do I know who you are as best as I can when you come in? If you're an existing customer, you should have a, a certain type of journey. If you're a certain type of customer, you should have a certain type of journey. As I get you into the product, is it really easy to just you know with video tutorials, etc., for you to get into the product to start using it and understand what other things are available to you? And then are you aware of what support is available to your point? What support is available to you to go through? Uh, we have something called safe membership as well. We've got lots of business advice programs that are out there for customers to consume. And we do a lot of talking through training with our colleagues, ongoing. I do a lot of all-hands meetings. Our CEO does all kinds of safe TV live sessions as well. Uh, we have a lot of knowledge management tools out there to make sure that our colleagues know what's available to make the lives of the customers a lot easier. Now, we're perfect at it. We're not always perfect. We're always working to get better. But... Um, we are definitely always struggling to make it a very simple journey for our customer. And again, it does depend on the customer, but uh, we shouldn't pass on any of our complexities, internal complexities, to the customer. It has to be super, super easy for them to get in Sage, use Sage, and again, get the, get the return that they're looking from from using our solutions. And ideally, if we do that right, like I said, we do have a customer for life, so um, yeah. that's the goal. So what's the one thing that's on your mind going forward that you really want to kind of nail in the next year? What's the kind of the big thing that you're working on? There's a lot of things we're working <laughs> on. So I'm responsible for the growth of the business across those territories that I mentioned. So I think it, it covers what I said. I want to make sure that we are growing this business the right way by doing the right thing by our customers. So the biggest thing we're working on is ties back to the most recent question is making sure that you know, this is scale your sales and we're talking, you talk about sales a lot in your, in your business. would never ever want to just go sell someone, a customer, bring in a new customer just to get that you know, revenue or get the booking. Like I said, if we're bringing a customer into the Sage family, I would ideally like that company to be with the Sage family for as long as they're in business. And then ideally we can take them on the journey list to various solutions. And if at some point they completely outgrow Sage, then that's fine. We hope that they've had a great journey with us along the way. So I want to make sure that everything we're doing across the territories that I have in the UK and South Africa and Australia, Asia and Australia, um, we'll bring that together and do it all the same way. So it's really quite simple for customers to engage with us and all of our teams internally are bringing that customer first because there's no point of bringing someone in who has a less than pleasurable sales experience or you sell them things they don't necessarily need uh, and then they just end up leaving you down the road because it was a suboptimal sub experience. So... Can we get that experience absolutely best in class, iconic, human-centered, as I mentioned with Sage, so that uh, people are delighted with the experience they get right from purchase through to using through to using it through the lifetime of the business? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So if you're on a desert island on your own... No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing you would take with you? 
on a desert island in the middle of the sea, huh? Maybe I would take one of those uh, devices that can convert salt water to water so I don't die from dehydration. Desalination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you and a giant, a giant box of lifetime supply of matches to start fires with. Or a magnifying glass, because I imagine it's going to be sunny and I can start a fire with a magnifying glass. So box. I'm going to give you a desalination uh, a piece of equipment. Yeah. It's got um, um, some kind of uh, light mirrors in there that it can start the fires for you. Perfect. Right? So it's in the one thing. Okay. We go on, go on Amazon or somewhere to yeah. <laughs> Just in case I end up with the We may have to design that one. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you've got it, so you're yeah. going to survive at least. I hope so. You will, you know, you've Hopefully got there's water. some coconuts or something on the island too, so I can actually eat. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can start fire. Yeah. You know, you, you, you've got it. Desalination, and uh, maybe you can put like a fishing hook inside that desalination. No, 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 no. come on, now you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yourself yeah, really right. yeah yeah no it's been excellent thank you so much for being a guest on scaling yourselves podcast My pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed it thanks for having me yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of scale your sales podcast if you like this discussion feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on youtube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.